What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the Bud Light Studios, Bud Light for the fans on game day. KKSC FM HD1, Broomfield, Denver, Boulder. The Nuggets, the Avalanche, and all Denver sports. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Denver, Colorado. I live here. We've got sports falling out our ear holes. I like games. Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5. And Altitude TV. Big, bad, and strong. It's Mosher, Lombardi, and Kane. Let me tell you something. I have a PhD in losing. So, Mosher, okay, Vic, you might be on to something here. Here's Vic, Mark, and Brett. Guys, preseason football tonight, huh? Eh? Preseason football, Moj? Eh? No preseason football for you? It's going to be more interesting because it's simply the Broncos, and I want to see Broncos football. Hey, I had a good time watching Drew Locke last night, by the way. Yeah, you know what? He that that one touchdown pass was killer. The one, uh, he had a couple of good throws, the like one really he, good ones. The one he threaded the needle right to the end zone. It was pretty damn good. I watched. <laughs> I watched the first three quarters of the Texans and Patriots. I was kind of out on that game, too. So here's what I said to myself about halftime. Damn it, Mosier. Be careful what you wish for because you're going to get this pile of dog meat. It was just boring. Just what there wasn't anything. Yeah, but you know the guys here. It's different. No, no, no. It's It's going to be much different. I'm going to have a much more in tune attitude. Isn't that always funny, by the way? So the first game yesterday, CJ Stroud. First possession, just throws an absolute dart directly to a defender that's going the other way. And you're like, God, is it really that different for rookies immediately where they look just, it happens every year. Like So much just, faster for Yeah. It's just they always have one throw, whether it's the first game of preseason, the first week of the season, where it's just like, that was really dumb. And you didn't look that dumb in college last year. I really wish that, that, all football fans would have the opportunity. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Stand on the sideline of a college game and see how fast it is. You're like, wow, it's pretty damn fast. And then get on the sideline of a National Football League game where you cannot believe oh, yeah. how these behemoths move so quickly, read so quickly, get in position so perfect. I mean, it's bah, 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 bah. Vic knows. I mean, you know, it's it's amazing. And... Then the collisions happen. You're like, oh, God, I'd be dead. So with the game tonight, I'll just kind of kick things off for just three simple things that I'm looking for. I'm going to go in reverse order, three to one. Third thing is kind of what Sean Payton's been preaching. No mental errors. 
No false starts, no delay games, no offsides, no too many men in the huddle, no illegal formations. Like, if you can get that basic stuff out of the way first, it's a good starting point for what is a brand new offense. Yes, is that you aren't starting from where the Broncos started from in week one of the regular season last year, which is you can't even get the play in on time. If you can just start here for the 15 to 18 snaps of what Peyton said they're going to get tonight, I'll be happy with that. Number two, I just want Russell and the offense to look in sync. Have a little bit of a rhythm. Not, nothing perfect, but just look like they know how to operate the offense out of the gates. That'll make me happy. And number one, most importantly, for the love of God, nobody get hurt. And that should be the only thing that you're really focused on right well, now, but don't get hurt. You know, that, that whole anticipation of preseason football, somebody will get injured in the next three games. Yes. Or the next three weeks. That's Multiple going to happen. So be. don't. You know, don't pretend it's the end of the world. It's just going to happen. That's just football. You I'm saw last night. I'm seeing the first eight, 15 to 18 snaps of the game. Nobody yeah, gets hurt. I get that. You yeah. saw last night even injuries in those games. Yep. It's like, okay. But I agree with you. I want to see precision. I want to see um, – I don't want to see confusion. Yeah. That's confusion. a good way to put it. No Con- confusion. Confusion is what we got last year. What? Wait, what's the play? What's what's snap count? Oh, wait, timeout. We, we didn't get the play call in. Sean Payton spent a lot of time talking about that in the last two days, about how it's on him, the play caller, to get the play in as quickly as possible. Yeah. You, it, if you have a delay a game, he said, it, that's on the coach. Almost always. It's yeah. on the coach. It's on the coach for not getting the play in, not communicating it to the quarterback quickly enough to allow the quarterback. Have you heard some of those plays, how long they are, by the way? Mm-mm. Like, you know, when you, when oh, you, you watch, mean in general. In I thought you meant the new stuff. You know, QX, with three, four, branch, five, six, submarine. They take the two. It, it takes like 10 seconds right. to call a play. So did you, you, what, did you say yellow submarine? I don't know. So you got 35 seconds. As <laughs> Ringo, Vic's, Ringo, yellow submarine. I actually think that Vic's right about this, though. It takes like 10 seconds to get the play called. It takes another few seconds to get set the line. It takes probably another 10 for the quarterback to evaluate the defense and decide if he wants to keep that play. Like, you got to get it in there in a hurry. And I think the problem with Hackett last year, and this is just a byproduct of being a new head coach and maybe just not being very good at it, do you think Hackett was taking a few extra seconds of like, okay, what's the down and distance? How much time is left on the clock? Like, that stuff was going through his head first, and then he had to make the decision afterwards? Well, not to mention the fact that he was a head coach and he had to have his – Fingers on everything. Yeah. So he wasn't ready for all that. No. He was not ready to run a team and call the plays at the same time. And as we come to find out later in the season, he he gave up those play-calling duties, and uh, maybe it became easier. But listen, Sean Payton's been doing this. This is what he does. I shouldn't – we shouldn't see any of that tonight. And if we see it tonight, then I'm worried more about Russell than anybody else. Me too. Me too. Like, if you can't get to the line – and basically just looked, what did you say, Vic? Don't look confused. Yeah. Just look like you know what you're doing out there. And again, find a little bit of a rhythm. Find a little bit of a tempo. If you can start there tonight, I'm good. Like, that's all I need to see out of the offense. There's a few other things, by the way, I'll keep my eye on. There's smaller details. I think these are bigger, especially one of them is bigger than it's giving credit for. But, Moj, is that about accurate for you? The three things we kind of listed off there, is that kind of the key? Yeah, I think so. And, uh, again, main thing, don't get injured, right? But, again, they've got to put that work in. They've got to get times of I – know, I know you have a month, essentially, till your first real game. What's today, the 11th? It's hard to keep track of this. Yes. Okay. 
So a month. You've got a month. But all this time is very valuable. One thing I do garner from Sean Payton and what they're doing at Dell Valley is that no time is wasted on crap. Everything's getting done, right? They're not sleeping at the facility overnight that I know of, but they're making the most of their time because they have to. Because before you know it, the season will be upon us, and off we go. Once you get done with that last preseason game against the Rams, then all of a sudden it's, hey, man, it's for real. Mm -hmm. We've got a week and a half here to ratchet things up, and off we go. Here's the other one, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but this is just kind of, for me, a bigger deal than I think it's giving credit for. I'm really interested in this kicker battle. Kickers can win and lose you football games. And you've had a consistent presence here for, what, eight years in McManus, however long that was, that stretch that he was here? It feels, I don't know, it Longer feels weird not to have our boy McManus here. The longest running, the most tenured Bronco last year was that man. And say what you want, Sean Payton, you could tell, wasn't going to have it. Mm -hmm. But you're right. What if they lose a couple games because of that position? Like, I just want to feel confident, whether it's Maher or Elliot Fry or whoever's going to win this job, that if you've got a 45-yard field goal to win the game, Bang it in. that he's going to hit it. Yeah. And you know what? You felt that way with McManus for the most part. And I know last year was a little bit different, but you felt that way with him. If he was lining up for a game winner, it, as long as it wasn't 64 yards away, you're like, all right, this thing is going to go in. Plus, we, we, you know, we like McManus. I mean, we liked him as a dude. Mm-hmm. I like golfing with him. I liked having a beer with him. I like the guy. So it makes it a little bit different. I couldn't pick Brett Marher or Elliot Fry out of a lineup of, of anybody. Prediction. They could crash into me with their car. I wouldn't know who they are. I'm not sure we have the, the Broncos kicker on the roster yet. Whoa, whoa, what? I'm those, not sure we have the, the that kicker position, on the roster. That position is one of those where they have the, the late training camp cuts and then yeah. somebody's picked up off waivers and look there's not really an integrating this guy into a system it's go out there and kick the ball I, so i'm not saying that one of these two won't make the team but i'm not certain of that like i could give you certainties on certain positions maher's got the best shot we'll see had had maher not missed four straight extra points in the postseason yeah. you would have been like this guy's a very very good kicker but you know what looked at his year it was remarkable do you, really know, why, was. Do you know why he's here do you know why he's here? Because he missed four extra because points. Because he missed four extra points in one game. No, oh, it was no sorry, three two, and one. Three, yeah, three and, and one. Then one the and the first other, one the, the next game. One, right, sorry. Uh, because he, he when it mattered the most, he double-clutched. Well, that guy, He it, did again, the double-dutch bus. If I remember correctly, he banged in nine of 11 field goals from beyond 50 yards yeah. last year. That's something I would take, especially in altitude. I'll take that in the 100%. roster. 100%. And Fry doesn't have that same kind of experience. He's been a bounce-around guy yeah. in his young career. He's just kind of bounced around. So I guess we'll see. I mean, I, I we'll take a look at that tonight. I'm sure both guys will get an opportunity, probably a half for each, or maybe a whole game for one guy and a whole game for another guy. Then they'll decide. We'll see. Is there anything else that's uh, top of mind focus for you outside of, like, yes, the starting offense, you want to see how they do. But if you had to pick, like, a smaller detail. They got a couple of more, but if you guys got one throwing out there. I want to see Mims. I want to see Mims doing Mims thing and Mims what prime is a, time. What is a Mims thing? That's exactly what, what is right. That? Is he a slot guy? What, where is, where, how is he going to figure in? How would they even utilize him? Will he get a ball even thrown his way yeah. as a rookie tonight? I'm curious about that because when I look at the depth chart, when I look at it, he's right there, man. I mean, he's, he's right there with Judy and Sutton. Did they did they say yay or nay on Javante Williams playing tonight? 
have they announced whether or not he's going to play? I don't think he's going to go. He's listed as a questionable. I don't think he's going to go. I don't know if they said anything definitively about him. Because I asked him. He didn't know. Mm -hmm. He didn't know. That would be top of mind for me if he plays. I just want to see him run. And give him him cut. Two carries and get him out of the ball game. I don't expect him to play, but I'm just wondering if they're going to push that. I don't know. On that subject, Vic, there is something I'm interested in. Like, I think this third string running back spot, that guy's going to play. Like, there's going to be a running back, whether it's Javante or Pirine, that goes down for a few weeks where that guy's going to be your number two. And we know how much that Sean Payton likes to spread the touches around with different wideouts. And so I look at this like, I like what I've seen out of Jaleel McLaughlin. I'm just very worried about how small he is, not just in height, he's but in a, weight. He's a little dude, and he's not officially listed in the top four. Yeah, you know what, though? Uh, Peyton has made uh, wonderful things happen with little dudes before. Mm-hmm. He's done that in different teams. What? Darren Sproles? Do you, do you remember yeah, his yeah. stats? Did you say wonderful? Oh, calm down. Wonderful. I didn't hear that. I thought it was fine. Okay. Well, I was, was watching the. I was watching I was Josh watching Bard. Da- I was watching. I was walk in da- the winning run. How about Daniel Bard? Gosh, dang it! <laughs> One <laughs> of them mornings already. <laughs> I was watching Daniel Bard. So Tovar makes a great catch, right, to keep the bases loaded. I mean, beautiful over the shoulder catch. You're, you're you're dueling Kershaw last night. This is Kershaw we're talking the about. Dodgers. Tight block f- had a good start. It's too. the f- Dodgers, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're Chavez, man. You. Your, your dude's throwing a great game, and you're dueling Kershaw tied at one in the eighth. He had a one nothing lead till dude jacked it. Mm-hmm. You and you, know. you walk in the winning run. It just it, Maybe ain't, that's just karma, ain't, though. Ain't that a thing? The Rockies just won a game where they had 12 consecutive balls thrown to them yeah, correct. with the bases loaded. Correct. Clayton Kershaw's record against the Colorado Rockies all time. This is unbelievable. 27 and 11. 3.3 ERA. He had a no-hitter in 2014. That, I mean, when you think about that, 27 and 11. 27 and 11 against one team. That is dominant. And before you sneeze at a 3.3 ERA, remember a lot of those games were played at Coors Field where mm-hmm. the ERA jumps. Yeah. That's about as dominating as it gets, including the no-hitter. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to hijack That's the fine. Broncos discussion, but I was with Vic. I couldn't help my eye caught Bard. Actually, my eye caught the great catch first, which I saw already. But then my eye caught Bard with a 95-mile-an-hour fastball inside. I think the Rockies got two guys I really like. Tovar is obviously one. I like Tovar's really good. He's and, he's, little, and he's 21 years old. And he's like, got a little flash to his game. He's got a little, uh, little cockiness. I like that. I'm with Vic. You mentioned this name a couple of days ago. I'm all in on Nolan Jones. Love that player. I love that guy. Love everything about him. He's got power. Plays pretty well in the field. He can play multiple spots. Like, he's got some game to him. And then I'm I'm still, like, I know Brenton Doyle is barely hitting over 200, but I still like him a lot. Um, I wonder how much Phil Mickelson is going to wager on tonight's Broncos preseason game. Oh, we'll get to that in a little bit. That's I, my only question. You said, what am I looking forward to tonight? I want to see the betting slips from Phil Mickelson on preseason football. Did you, I was reading, was it Kreckman and Lindahl? They sent a tweet out. Maybe it was Heresy, I don't remember. But yesterday, where he's partying with John Candelaria, former pitcher, and they all go up to the, they're on his private plane, they go to Vegas from Scottsdale, blah, blah, blah. And he says, 
You guys might want to place your bets first because my bet probably will move the line. I mean, that's... We'll get to the story later, but just so you guys know, over the last three decades, according to this new memoir by uh, who wrote this? The famous gambler, the famous uh, poker player, Kenny Rogers, golf gambler. No, you got to know Billy one to Walters. Hold him. No one to fold him. Billy Walters. He wagered over a billion dollars in the last three decades. Doesn't mean he lost a billion. He no, wagered he, a billion. He, he lost a hundred million. hundred million, but he wagered. A billion dollars over the last that three kept, decades. That kept the Vegas industry alive. Alone. <laughs> like how many if he if he walks to any sports book in Vegas or any casino in Vegas and says, I need a suite, they just give it to him, right? Don't even make him pay. You can't. I spent a I've lost one hundred million dollars at your establishments. See, and that's not fun and games. That's a problem. That's one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred. Exactly right. A texture said <laughs> Texture said what do you think Phil Mickelson says when he calls the gambling hotline? Yep. Uh, so you have a problem, sir? Yeah, I wagered a billion dollars over the last 30 years, and I've lost $100 million. I have well, a bit of an issue. You know, a lot of those athletes, Barkley bets a lot. A lot. Now, I'm not sure it's a billion dollars. I doubt a billion. It's a lot, though. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. It's a lot. So we get to that a little bit later. 303. So the money he's bet. Hell, the money he's lost. I could have a boat with I could have a boat with a boat. Yes, you could. Just for the money he lost. Mm -hmm. See, I could have my boat, right? But then it's got its own boat. So he signed his Saudi contract with the Live Tour just to make up for his losses over the last three years. Why do you think players were so angry? Why do you think the PGA Tour was so angry? They know. See, they know a lot that we don't about him personally. And when we get to that subject matter, perhaps we'll unveil some stuff about him because he's not what he's stacked up to be. He's well, not about, he he's not this he's, he's not, not this lovey lovey dovey guy. Behind the scenes, I'm telling you right now from firsthand experience, Kevin first if you're listening, hand? Kevin if you're listening, this guy can be a real real a-hole for no reason. Well, I think the reason is he probably lost $100 million, and he's upset about that. But uh, again, we'll get to that later. What I would like to discuss for at least a few minutes. A lot of teams in the NBA get respect just because of whatever reason you want. Because they're the Lakers or because you get KD. It took the Nuggets to win a championship to get respect, but I love what was announced in the NBA yesterday about the Nuggets. We'll get to it next. Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5. Mosher, Lombardi, and Kane. Some teams you just get respect because your name is Los Angeles, or maybe you have Luka Doncic, and for some reason that people just want to give the Mavericks love, or you trade for Kevin Durant, and then you get respect. The Nuggets had to win everything to get their respect, but man, do I love this. October 24th, the Nuggets will open the NBA season at Ball Arena against the Lakers, and say what you want about, yes, there's probably going to be some Lakers fans at Ball Arena for opening night, Good, but here's the deal. They, along with everybody in that organization, has to watch the banner get raised right in front of their face. Like, directly 
in front of it. On the sweep that got you to that championship, the consternation they've had in the offseason because Vic said Lakers daddy at the championship parade and everything they've been moaning and complaining there, about since then. There are so many things involved in this. Let me let me agree with Vic Torrio. I heard you in the appetizer hour talking a little bit about it. And Vic, it's one of those things you forget and then you remember and you go, oh my God, the Nuggets won the NBA championship. Yeah, like, wait, what? You know, I mean, we need to have, okay, there's got to be a psychologist out there listening right now. Not maybe maybe a therapist, anybody who has advanced training and education and practiced in the field of why brains work the way they do and why humans operate the way they do sometimes. Because I'm right there with Vic. It'll be just, I'll be sitting on the couch and something will spring into my mind and I go, the freaking Nuggets won it all. Mm-hmm. Vic, it's hard to believe for God knows what. The freaking Nuggets won it all. So that's number one. So then you get the opening night at home against the Lakers. Then you get Christmas Day home against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. This is such, I mean, this is big, right? They had to earn it because they're not one of these other teams, but they did freaking earn it. Watching that banner go up, the amount of demons that have been exercised personally for me, emotionally, again, this is therapy type crap, is unprecedented because this will be this will be one of the crowning moments in the history of Denver sports. Uh, Wando on the text line writes in, Vic is the very reason we cannot have anything nice. What? Because I've gotten this by several people about how, again. Meaning uh, what? I, I, the comments were inflammatory and unnecessary. And you, 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 you fan the flames and the Lakers are going to be You know mad. what? Shut up. Here's my that? Here's my retort to that, and I'll say this again. Comments made of a parade, especially your own parade, should not, especially from a dumb sports guy who has nothing to do with it, should not fan the flames of an entire fan base or an organization. If they do, there's something wrong with the sensitivity levels of those people. Yeah. All right, if they do. Number one. Number two. Number two. I'm going to say this again, and I'm going to make it very clear. So what? What, are they going to play harder? Are they going to score better? Are they going to try to guard Joker with more intensity? What are they going to do about it? Do they have any more Thompsons they can so trot what? out? How many Thompsons you got? Is he still on the roster, by the way? I don't think like, so. I think he's Again, done. again. So what if they're mad? They should be mad. So what if they're offend- offended by whatever Malone said? And the So what? Eat I, it. I, you I know what? Say- you want to get offended? I cannot wait till October 24th when LeBron and Darvin Ham and the rest of the Lakers have to stand there and watch the banner unfurl, and they have to stand there and watch it go up into the rafters, <laughs> and they have to stand there. For the purposes of the banner, this Kleenex there. will do. Good job, Brad. <laughs> and just stand there. Stand there and take it. And if there's a team I could pick to stand there and take it, yep, it's the Lakers. Enjoy. Got this. And I'll say this, Vic, too. I'm now convinced, in fact, I know it, it was your comment that, and you say it shouldn't ruffle all these, for some reason, every feather, except for 
Jeannie Buss. She was chill. She was cool. Yeah, except for the owner. Because she gets it. She's been there. Yeah, she's been there, done that. It's she a long suffering city and fan base that finally won. And if we're going to make you the motivation, fine. She totally Consider that a compliment. Exactly. It's a compliment. So outside of Jeannie Buss, everybody else, including one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Got hurt. They, My favorite they, part of the story. Their feelings... Their feelings were hurt by what this, <laughs> by what this man said. Vic, Vic, you got in LeBron's head. You, you did. I, now I acknowledge it because yeah. at first I was like, no, there's, there's no way. No, it was definitely you. But let me say this. I acknowledge. I'll take, I'll, I'll take full. Excellent and point. But excellent you point. You want to know why? You the appetizer. Excellent do, point. Do you want to know why? Hold my excellent point for a second. Okay. Because you want to know why. LeBron took offense to that because LeBron's got such an ego to him. He didn't hear Lakers' daddy. He heard LeBron's daddy. Pretty much. Because he runs he, he runs the team. So right. he's like, um, somebody said the Lakers will stay in the locker room. Good. Pump it into the locker room. Pipe it in I there. Yeah, too. you know what? I'll go in there personally. Pipe it and in. And I will rewire box. I will no, I'll rewire it into their system so they can't turn it oh, off. Oh, but guys, the, the Lakers are gonna play really hard and the Nuggets might lose. Let me tell you, right off the bat, I don't care if the Nuggets lose. Couldn't give a rat's rip. Yeah. I want them to I want them at the beginning of the game to understand they have walked in to the champion's house, and you got swept. And here's a quick reminder that you got swept at home last season. This has been one of the greatest off-seasons of my life. What was my excellent point? Your excellent point was that if Vic doesn't say that, then LeBron doesn't pop off at Vic from France. Then Ham doesn't pop off, right? Then Jeannie didn't pop off, but Jeannie... she was. She wouldn't be asked to comment. She, she, she right, correct. And everybody else along the way who's had these little snippets in and out of our sphere of news for the last month and a half, those wouldn't be happening. And so, Vic, I thank you. I, in fact, we owe you a debt of. I'm not going to be like Vic, like like Jeff Corona said, but I'm going to I'm going to thank you for saying that because. You've given us some juice this offseason. Well, it was unintentional. I like it. it wasn't. It I was, understand that. It but was I, unintentional. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't what it's become, and it's become a little crazy. Because again, once the schedule is announced, uh, well, Shams just revealed the first game. I'm already hearing it from Lakers fans. I'm already hearing it from them. So what? What I don't need to hear is it from Nuggets fans. Softies like Wando. I don't want to hear it from you. Um. Yeah, Wando, quit being such a softie. I Wando, tr- by the way, Wando listens every day. Texts in almost every single day. Wando, you are now one of us. Stop being such a softie. Embrace, embrace it. Embrace it what would be you're funny. going to see. It would be funny, though. And I'm not advocating this. I'm not encouraging this. I'm not. Don't, don't make, but John writes in, it would be funny if the Nuggets were blowing them out and you heard from the crowd, Who's your dad? That would be funny. Now, that would be funny. Honestly, though, Vic, that would be if, funny. If, 
I, I'm trying to put these pieces together. Would they have scheduled this game regardless? They might have. But I think that your comment solidified it. No. And everything, no, everything that went we, afterwards. I'm telling you, I, th- I, Vic, maybe I'm wrong. I truly think so because of the back and forth that happened Vic, in the offseason. You are overthinking this. And trust me when I tell you, these are human beings just like you. They may have prostates, but at the same time, they're human beings. Mm-hmm. They get their egos are so big, and I guarantee you, let's say the Lakers do win on opening night, October 24th, okay, and they have a little feather in their cap. Well, we got swept, but then we beat these guys on their banner night. I guarantee you that the egos inside that room, somebody's gonna pop off about who's it. Who's your daddy? So no, somebody's gonna pop off and say, Who's the daddy? Somebody's somebody is going to say something about it. And Vic, whether or not you want to believe it, and now you do, it's a fact. I go back and read LeBron's comments directly what Vic said. But but forget all that. It's the competition thing that bothers me that people are fearful of it. It's a basketball game. What are you so afraid of that the Lakers are going to do? Yeah. What, what are you think? They're going to plant land the mines all over the court? What are you afraid of? They're going to try to do the same thing they did last season in the playoffs. They're going to try to beat the Nuggets. They tried. They couldn't do it. Are the Lakers better? Did the Lakers get better? They yeah. Did. Are, are the Nuggets as good? I don't think so. No. But guess what? You don't tell me that Joker and the Nuggets and that crew, you don't think they're going to be motivated on opening night? Oh, sure. It was whatever so, it takes. So as motivated as LeBron and company will be, oh, my God, I'm so fat. You don't I think the Nuggets will be motivated? Couldn't care less. I it, it, well, yeah, it's a Very good point. What are they going to do? Try harder. It's so stupid. You're going to make more 20-footers? It's just, it's, it's just, it's a silly, it's, you know what it is? It's people that don't know competition. Again, that's why I don't understand. That's why I, I ripped you the other day for not wanting to embrace competition. If you're not a competitive person and you don't understand how competition works, this doesn't change the, the level of intensity. If anything, if anything, it makes it even. Let's go. 100%. Also... I think if you're talking about amateur psychology, let me help. The Lakers, they got spanked. It's the greatest sweep ever, right? They played the best in any sweep in the history of the game. Right. First of all, they're not used to getting their their little bottoms spanked. Have the shorts pulled down and... Right like that. Right. They've never been swept in the Western Conference Finals. Second of all, I think... They did so at home. I think there was a certain amount of reality and facing your own end of the road that occurred in that series a little bit, that there's a a changing of the guard a little bit. Now, the Warriors have been there, obviously, and have been awesome and so on. But I think there's a little bit of that that went on, too, a little bit of the psychological factor, which is why all these folks within the organization outside of the owner, Genie, have reacted the way they've reacted. I can only imagine Michael Malone's pregame speech on opening night as they're waiting do you think he's going to go in there and go, hey, guys, um, we made them mad. Let's take it easy tonight on them, and let's be sensitive to their feelings because they're angry with us, and we did some things and said some things that perhaps we shouldn't have. So let's just take it easy on opening night, play some good team basketball, have fun with the fans, but remember, it's just a game. And then when we're done with this, everybody hug and have fun. Here's what I'd say. All right, raise your hand if you were eight beers and a half a bottle of tequila in. Okay, I, right, me, now, now, I would be now, now. 
Now, forget all that. Let's just go have some fun and beat, some, beat, beat those guys. They also got, as you mentioned before, Moj, the Christmas Day game. I think it's the last game of the night against the Warriors as they'll uh, close out that Christmas slate. And you go back to last year against Phoenix. That was a very, very fun finish to that game. That's great. Um, I don't, and it just got me thinking. I feel like the Warriors are done. Um, they have to prove it this year. I'm not as afraid of the Warriors as I have been in years past. They have to prove yeah. it. Yeah. So the Nuggets, you know, the first two games announced, they got opening night, and they got the prime slot on opening night. By the way, they got the early game on opening night. Right. And then they got Christmas night against the Warriors, so prime slots. Before I forget, another comment I, I think Malone should make. He should steal a line from Russell Wilson. You heard his most recent line. He said to Sierra, he should steal the line in the locker room. Guys. The Lakers smell pregnant. When I saw that, that was maybe the funniest thing is I've ever a, heard. Is Russell this a Wilson recent about. thing? I don't know. Yeah, is when was that line? That audio was released after the pregnancy news. So was it an old line? It had another, to be. It, it can't be him now because it, it was their it was their fragrances. Obviously, I think it was like some sort of like, hey, that smell, that's cool, your find perfume. It. But when he said. You smell like you're about to get pregnant. I laughed out loud. That's a pretty good line. It's a great line. And somebody said, somebody's, okay, go ahead. Let's hear this first. You smell, uh, you smell like you're about to get pregnant again. Is what you smell like. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you always got you keep, to go you keep there. You're getting all up close to me like that. Oh my I'm God. Telling you, you know how I work. Like, <laughs> okay, so stop for, stop. That felt way too int- intimate that, without the that, video. That, that guy- that made me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, me too. That was truth to you. <laughs> it felt like we bugged the room for a second. I was like, all right, it's enough of that. But I, I mentioned this in the appetizer. I was like, it's a really good line. Let's be honest. If you said that to your wife, your girlfriend, whatever, it's funny. And somebody said, thanks, Brett. I'm going to use that tonight at the bar. I was like, yes, don't, don't say that don't to a that. stranger. You're going to get don't, don't do that. a cop involved re- very quickly. You have to know the woman first. At the same time. Can you imagine going up to a random woman and saying, you smell like hey, you're about to get pregnant? Yeah, are, Don't do are, that. Luke the Duke says, say it in your Aaron Gordon cologne voice. Say it. Well, I don't. I, yeah, I can only perform the music. I can only do the music. Like get pregnant and I don't know if Cole can find the music that we're looking for is part of the problem. Oh, that's right. Because it's that. It's I can't just do it. Spanish with guitar n- music, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Spanish guitar sort well, of. You can get into that voice. I need music, no. I need music the music. Helps. It's really. It's like, look. But, I'm not a jukebox. I'm. A, I'm a karaoke performer. The, okay? other, the other part of this is this. At home, Russ with his wife is a completely different human being than Russ at the podium talking about what they're going to oh, do. Oh, we've played this game before, and I it's mean, hilarious. Yeah, I mean, he's a totally different dude, and I guess oh. I would be too if I'm home and relaxed with my beautiful wife, like I am sometimes. Why are you going to paint me? I'll text her right now. She's up. She got up before I did today. So hang on a second. Hang on. On that subject, I actually want to get to this coming back because there are um, there are no better quotes than the anonymous executives across mm-hmm. the NFL. And they had some quotes not just for Russell Wilson but for Sean Payton. And they had nothing to do with Nathaniel Hackett. I thought that's what they were about. No. They're about – Sean Payton's coaching, and they question whether Sean Payton was ever really that good of a coach. Speaking of, before we go to break, 
Tuesday night, October 24th, is the night of the Nuggets-Lakers. The Tuesday night. I've checked the calendar. National television. What am I doing? TNT. Mm-hmm. If you don't think all those Bronco players we just mentioned will be at that game oh, Tuesdays yeah, yeah. or they're going to be at that game. Oh, it's going to be fanfare. Dude. It's going to be nuts. It is going to be the toughest ticket of the season. You will not have a tougher ticket. The banner night, the ring ceremony, it is going to be something, and I can't wait. I'm going to be on the road at the New York Islanders. Nobody cares about you. I know. I'm just saying it's bad for me. I won't be able to watch. Well, I mean, I'll be able to watch the second half probably because that game will start at about 6 o'clock our time. Thanks for laying out yeah. your schedule. Thank you for your personal yeah, anecdote. But not, uh, Anything else you need to add to your personal schedule? I'm do you, you want to know what I'm, I'm going to be it. doing that night? Yeah. I don't know, and you don't care. Yeah. That's that's what I'm going to be doing. 303-504-0925. Yeah, well, I, don't look at my face. I care, Flamingo <laughs> shirt. Nice Flamingo. Thank you. Dork. Great band. 303-504-0925. Back after this. Yo, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Watch the show on Twitch at twitch.tv slash AltitudeSR. Brought to you by Safeway. I have to make an, an admission to you and everybody else. We were all going to go to Mario Lombardi's house tonight. And we were going to play pickleball for a couple of hours, have some food and some brews, and then we were going to watch the Broncos preseason game against the Cardinals. And I had completely forgotten that months and months and months ago, the Bear got us great tickets tonight to go see Tower of Power. So I'm going to have to record the game and watch it back, which I will do, obviously. Apology accepted. So I will not be able to watch it live I'll be at Tower of Power. The problem is, and Tower of Power is awesome. I mean, you heard their tunes. They're 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 bad band pajamas. Mm-hmm. Problem is, I've got we've got it. The, the Bear and I got really good seats right up there, and then we have one right next to us. And the person that was supposed to go was coming from another state, and they broke their ribs, can't come, and blah blah blah. Huh? Broke their ribs? Yeah, they fell and broke their ribs, and then yeah, you're you got the weirdest. Stories. Anyway, it was never like I, I just couldn't make it work function. Can I? It's, can I? Can I ask I, you? My ruptured my spleen. Can't make it <laughs> here. Can I ask you a personal question? Because I know you're in tune with music and you love your music, and I I respect that. How many concerts do you attend a year? You go to a lot. I mean, I go to very few. I like music. Okay, just turn on. You don't the computer. know the. You don't know the. I, see, the, the, go to the computer and look at a video. All right, let me tell you something. I may, I may be the bear and I hanging out with Vic's wife on Thursday. She's not going anymore. Why? Because she's got a tennis match. What? Yeah. No, 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 Vic. She lost her middle toe. <laughs> That's why she can't go. <laughs> See, in my in my family, in my family, tennis and competition takes precedence over going to a concert. Okay, enough. From so both anyway, of you. I can't find anybody to take. This ticket because people want to watch Broncos preseason football for some. I hope you find it. I hope you find okay. another person. Okay, so anyway, that's my confession about the game tonight. 
dovetailing into Sean Payton getting lit up by some anonymous source. Well, it's it's funny. Uh, the juicy quotes are always the anonymous quotes, and I thought this was going to be in reference to things that he said about Nathaniel Hackett, but it feels like that's run its course for now. I'm sure it'll pick back up once they play him in the regular season. So here's the latest. Executives around the league are doubting the impact that Sean Payton will have on the Broncos this season. Many believe that Sean Payton was more so a product of Hall of Famer Drew Brees and a stacked roster rather than him being an elite coach. Many are also questioning how Russell Wilson's, quote, cornball personality will clash with Payton's, quote, no-nonsense attitude. So to take this two ways, first one, first, first things first. Many believe that Sean Payton was more so a product of Hall of Famer Drew Brees and stacked rosters rather than him being an elite coach. If that's true, then explain to me a couple of things starting here. So this is where this is where you and I are going to differ, so just be prepared for that. Why wasn't Drew Brees that in, in San Diego? There's a reason for that. Love to hear it. Well, part of it is because he was such... A young dude coming out of Purdue. Yeah. Okay. So you, not every guy, even John a Hall Lynch of Famer, changed the trajectory of his career when he took his shoulder out. Okay. Yeah. Exa- yes, he did. Not every guy bursts on the scene, mm-hmm. and you know is is that guy. He had really four starting seasons for the then San Diego Chargers. You forget in 2004, he went 11-4 and four for them, okay? Yeah. And then he went 9-7. and seven. He was still a pretty damn good quarterback at that time. He threw for 27 touchdowns. I mean, so he, he it started to pick up for him. He did get injured, got smoked by 47, but he started to pick it up and was a good quarterback, which is why New Orleans did the deal for him now. When you have an opportunity to draft a Phil Rivers, which is what San Diego did, they had an asset in Drew Brees. But if they knew he was going to be this level of a player, then why didn't he stay? Why would you feel the need to draft somebody? Because not everybody advances and accelerates their game in the same fashion. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Obviously, he became a very good player under Sean But hang on, Moj. Hang on. Hall of Famer. If this guy was... Always going to be this. The team that had him for a long stretch of time would have recognized that and never drafted a quarterback. They would have said, well, we got this guy. What's the point? You're you're acting like the the Spanos family was the smartest family in football. The Chargers did an abundantly... uh, 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 What's what I'm looking for? They did a lot of dumb things. Mm -hmm. How's that? Sure. Simplified. They did a lot... the, The entire organization did a lot of dumb things. I guess what I'm saying is this. I think it's incredibly lazy to just cast off coaches as, well, the only reason they're good is because this guy is good. I think it's incredibly lazy. Like, did Bill Belichick strike gold in the sixth round with Tom Brady? Yeah. But wouldn't you argue that Bill Belichick had a huge helping hand in making Brady what he was? I think they absolutely go hand in hand, which is why when I talk about the Denver Broncos... The, the first two Super Bowl championships. Vic, what are you doing, by the way? I'm listening to your conversation. Okay. Thank you for being one of our listeners on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. I was, I, w- I was told that if a conversation doesn't interest me, 
instead of being defiant and critical of that conversation, just to listen. That's okay. fine. I would argue to you that for those Broncos teams, it was a it was it was a, a tri lamb. Shanny and Elway wouldn't have won without TD. Elway and TD wouldn't have won without Shanny. Shanny and TD wouldn't have won without Elway. You needed all three guys. That's my opinion on the matter. So yeah, I think they go hand in hand. But there's no doubt that Mike Shanahan and the way he had his offense humming allowed TD to come alive in Tokyo and then claim the number one job and became a Hall of Famer. How about this then? How about this then? Got Elway over the hump in a big time way because of everything he did with that offense. Absolutely. What is the point you're trying to make here? That these people are wrong. You can't downplay what a head coach accomplished Mm -hmm. because of just one guy who was the quarterback at the time pretending he had nothing to do with that success. Mm -hmm. And I guess what I'm putting this into is... it's not just one quarterback. See, anybody... You you can't downplay Sean Payton in quarterback play because he's done it with multiple quarterbacks. And that was the next step here is, okay, here's the second counterpoint. If all of that is true and the success only came because Drew Brees, then explain Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, and Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, I dig that. Explain that that one to me. I I dig that. but But at the same time, those guys never went to a Super Bowl and won it. Okay, Drew Brees, I mean, he'd already thrown 27 touchdowns in the league under Marty Schottenheimer before Peyton got his hands on it. Okay, but here's, here's I guess, so what he, I'm getting at. He wasn't getting some raw dog kid, and he wasn't getting some ulcerate. He was already getting a damn fine quarterback. Let me get to the ultimate point. Okay. Those guys weren't taken to a Super Bowl. Is Russell Wilson better than Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, and Jameis Winston? His resume's better. Wouldn't you think, then, if he gets under Sean Payton's tutelage, it could get you to a level where you're competitive like that? Like, both of these things can be true. Do you think that Sean Payton's a little bit overrated? Sure. Are you also way too far down on Russell Wilson because of a bad season? Yes. It's probably somewhere in between for both. But if it is that in-between, that would... Tell me you got a pretty good shot at success. That's all I'm getting at. I think it's way too lazy for them to do it. And then to throw the Russell Wilson's cornball personality will clash with the no-nonsense attitude. That one is also incredibly lazy because you know what Russell Wilson's never been accused of? Not working hard. He might be weird. He might rub you the wrong way with some things he says and does. But that guy works I just think it's shots being taken for no reason. Well, I mean, you're going to get shots when you produce the worst offensive season in NFL history. Shots come with it. Mm-hmm. So you can't be sensitive to shots. This is part of it. The, the thing that upsets me most when it comes to evaluating the Broncos is, historically, Russell Wilson has won more than he's lost. He's won more than he's lost. He's played good Way football. More. A lot more. So... You have to take that into account. It, the water faucet doesn't just shut off. He's got to have something in there. That's such a good way to put it. That's such a good way to put it. Like, you can't have that long of sustained success. No. And And look. It if, doesn't just turn off. If Russell was 40, maybe. Like, Peyton Manning kind of just turned off. But he was old. Like, he was injured. really old he was and injured. injured. He said it himself. His feet weren't the same again. He's 34. You know, he's not that. He's not that dude. He's not that. He's not the dude we saw last season. He didn't so a, you're going to get, as, to your analogy, Vic, there's going to be some drips from the faucet first well, it, until it shuts off. Hearing, well, he can't read a defense. He didn't have a brain transplant. No kidding. He can come back. Well, he can't, he can't run. Like, he just lost 20 pounds. 
Like, I'm praying to God that Russell Wilson has a year where he can throw this in everybody's face, including my own and the shots that I've taken last year when he was playing poorly. Like, I hope he does that so damn badly because I see guys like, you know, Kyle Brandt is still taking his shots at Russell Wilson because why? Football? Because he spurned him. No, because he spurned him on a red carpet like eight years ago. It's like everybody has that attitude towards Russell, which is really bizarre to me. Bizarre. But we got first preseason game tonight, uh, 8 o'clock, with the starters playing 15 to 18 snaps somewhere in that ballpark in that range. 303-504-0925. Back in three minutes. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 